0: to the VU Church Podcast. Happy birthday, VU. Today, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. shares live from Anniversary Sunday in this special message, Fresh Start. As we reflect on eight years of God's faithfulness, we're celebrating you. Thank you for being a part of our community and the story God is telling. We would love to hear from you. Share what God has done in your life at voochurch.com slash story. Now let's lean into the message together.
1: Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43, starting in verse 18. This is so good. I preached this to our staff uh, this summer, and now I'm bringing you the same word with a slight iteration. Isaiah 43, verse 18, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Verse 19, see, someone say see. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. I wanna to preach today on our anniversary Sunday, on our birthday, I wanna preach on the subject, a fresh start, a fresh start. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, it's a fresh start. Look at your other neighbor and say, other neighbor, today is a fresh start. Would you pray with me, Lord, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that it's alive, that it's active, that it's still ministering to us. Thousands of years later, Lord, it's relevant for our lives. Lord, we open ourselves up now for the next 30 minutes or so that you might have your way in our lives. God, all week long, Lord, we have been in the world, but today we are in your house. So Lord, we open up our ears and we open up our eyes. Holy Spirit, have your way. We love you, Lord. And in Jesus' mighty name, everybody said. Come on, everybody said. If you love Jesus, can you help me one more time? Put your hands together, make some noise. Let's thank God. This is your part. And the Banana Republic said? Amen. <laughs> uh, it is uh, quite a significant Sunday for me, for you. Uh, it's a special Sunday. I think any time we come around our anniversary, I always start to get a little nostalgic, just thinking back on the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Eight years. I, I really can't believe it. It seems to me and feels like to me that we started yesterday. like it's, it's hard for me to like actually get up here. am like, we're eight years old. I don't know what's significant in the life of an eight-year-old child, but I know we're walking. I know we're kind of talking. Um, it's, it's like God's been doing so much. And some of you, maybe you're new to our community, but this thing began uh, in my apartment over here in Edgewater, 30th and Biscayne. Those were some good days back then, eating Olive Garden, talking about what we wanted to see Jesus do. We launched in September of 2015 in Wynwood in a middle school called Jose de Diego Middle School. Anybody in the room back, anyone in the room today that was like back at the old JDD days? Can you make a little bit of noise if you're out there? I don't know if anyone, this morning I was at SoMe. I was like, how many of y'all were here with us back at JDD? Everyone's like, mean mugging me. I'm like, I'm sorry. South Miami gets a little bougie sometimes, you know? Um, but I remember our first Sunday, we were excited, bro, like we got there. Of course, on the first Sunday, you know how it goes, all the power, we lost it in the first worship song. So what do you do? You get up there as a preacher, like, the devil is a liar, you know? <laughs> but God moved in a powerful way. I remember I, I, I preached that sermon that Sunday from Luke chapter 15. My message was called Lost and Found. And what I declared eight years ago from that stage in Wynwood was that we were going to be a church that reaches the lost, but serves the found. And how many y'all know eight years later, come on, we're still doing the same thing. Anybody grateful for a church that wants to reach the lost and serve the found? Make a little bit of noise today if you believe it. We're eight years into this story, but I have a deep sense in my spirit as I step up on this stage today that we are just getting started. God is doing something new at VU. Would you believe it? The number eight in the Bible is the number of new beginnings. How many there you, you love new stuff? Where's all people that love some new stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you love when you find a new restaurant? Some of y'all, you find a new restaurant, all of a sudden you start working for that restaurant. Have you been to such and such a new outfit? Come on, sometimes, sometimes you feeling kind of like, oh, but you put a new outfit on. You're like, now, nah, okay, okay, I'm in my bag now. It's like you the same old you, you just got some new shoes, okay? A new haircut, a new house, nothing like a new house, a new boyfriend. Someone from the choir at in public today. <laughs> A new job. Bro, one of, the, one of the best things is like watching someone on the first day of work. Yo, you on the first day of work, man, you on another level on that day. You come in early. <laughs> I'm always early. You ain't ever been early to nothing, you know? <laughs> Got your best outfit on. Yes, Mr. So-and-so. Like, like you're excited. How many of y'all know if we could bring that... First day of work, kind of new energy to, after being at that job for five years, that would make all the difference in the world. Some of us, there's nothing like, a, like going to a new church and all of a sudden God encountering you and you being ministered to. We love new. I love new. Nothing wrong with new. However, I do think we live in a day and age right now where people are obsessed with new truth of the matter is, is that today Voo Church is not a new church plant. I'm not a new pastor. I, I didn't come into this room today with a new vision. In fact, we're eight years old. I, I've been preaching this gospel now for 16 years. We've had the same vision in Miami year after year after year. New by definition means unused. Truth is, God has used us in mighty ways. The last eight years, God has used VU Church. Did you know that in five years now, we have given away this is you people, this is you supernatural, radical, crazy freaks, okay? We have given away five and a half million dollars to other church plants, to missionaries, to nonprofits. Come on, I need you to clap your hands. Come on, BR. Bro, when we started, we didn't have any money. But somehow, the faithfulness of God, he's used us to be five and a half million dollars given away from you just gave that, we're not talking about the operations, we're not talking about the ministries of our church, we're talking about we just gave that away, we've seen 3,000 people get water baptized at Voo Church since we've started, let's just thank God, he's used us, Every Sunday, we're up here promoting the Growth Track because the Growth Track is an assimilation process. It's a discipleship. It's a formation. It's not attractional. It's formational. It's about shaping you, you discovering your gifts, your purpose, why God created you, the two greatest days in your life, the day that you're born and the day you discover why. God has a plan and a purpose for you. Would you believe that we've seen 4,000 people graduate all four steps of the Growth Track since we launched? I need you to make a little bit of noise for 4,000 people. God's used us. Since we started this church, we have now seen over 19,000 salvation cards filled out. People making a public confession for Jesus Christ. Can we go ahead and join the chorus of heaven right now? Thank God that people are stepping into eternity. He's used us. So we're not new. We've been used. But I came into this place today declaring to you that just because you've been used does not mean that you have to become stale. I'm not new, but I am fresh. Vu's not new. Some of you are walking in here today going, man, this place seems like it's all organized. Everything's got together. There's all these different locations, all these different people. No, we ain't new, but this place is fresh. It's fresh for a move of God. It's fresh wind. It's fresh fire. God is doing something in our midst. Sometimes we can start to kind of look down at things that have been used. Sometimes we can start to look at things that have some age. We kind of go, that's old. Before you know it, we're like, man, this thing's old. I, I need something new. What if you don't need something new? What if you just need something fresh? I need a new job. No, you just need a fresh job. I need to move to a new city. No, you just need this city to be fresh for you again. I need a new marriage. No, you just need your marriage to be fresh again. It started fresh. Come on, somebody. Surrender that thing back over to God and watch as he brings about a fresh start. Listen to me. Just because you've been used doesn't mean that you're not useful. I think if we're not careful, we can buy into the culture today. And the culture thinks that anytime something starts to feel or is old, they automatically think that old means stale. And so with it becoming stale, they try to fight for something new, but we don't actually need something new. We need something fresh. This book is thousands of years old. If you're wondering what Voo Church is all about, where does the content come from? Where do the messages come from? Rich, you should give that as a TED Talk. I can't give it as a TED Talk because I stole all of it. None of it's original. It comes from this very old book. Some would say that this book is archaic and some would say that that word is no longer relevant. But what they're really declaring out loud is that their heart has grown stale because the seed is not the problem, the soil is. If you'll get a soft heart for God, I'm telling you what, the seed of God's word is still useful. You can look around the culture today, and anytime there's a new problem or a new issue, people start saying, no, no, that old book, it will not solve today's problems. I'm telling you what, for every problem, for every issue that shows up in the world today, the word of God still holds the answers. It's still powerful. It's been used, but it's still useful. This is the sword of the spirit. And we do not use this book as a weapon against humanity, but rather we use this book as a weapon to cut down every lie from the devil, every lie that every demon would utter because it's the spirit of God and it's the truth of God's word that sets people free. Is there any free people in the house today? Go ahead and make some noise. I am declaring today that in year eight, it's a fresh start at Voo Church. It's a fresh start in reaching the lost. It's a fresh start in serving the found. The last seven years, we were practicing. But in year eight, I'm telling you what, we are getting into the game. No eye has seen, come on somebody, no ear has heard what God has in store for his people. Something fresh is on the horizon. If you believe it, give God some praise in this house. He's got something fresh, something new in your spirit, something new in your heart. We have fallen down many times in seven years, but I can testify that we've always gotten back up. We have failed many times in seven years, but we have learned much more. We have lost some people in seven years, but I can boldly testify today that we have gained many more. We have seen defeat, but I'm telling you what, the last seven years, victory has always been our anthem. Our God has started a work in us, and our God will complete a work in us. We're just getting started. Someone say a fresh start. That's a word for your home. That's a word for your marriage. That's a word for your children. That's a word for your business. That's a word for your dream. That's a word for your calling. I know you think you've gotten stale, but today as the Holy Spirit breathes upon that thing, there is life inside of you. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. I made the resource corner get air fresheners. Hang them from your mirror. It's a fresh start. This season's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. Isaiah is a prophet, and he's prophesying to God's people, Israel, and he's speaking to them about the new thing, the fresh thing that God wants to do in their midst. And he's challenging them in a very direct way to open up their eyes. He's not talking about their physical eyes. He's talking about their spiritual eyes. Perceive the new thing that God is doing in you and through you. When we start talking about seeing, um, there's this word perception. Perception is, is, is really what you see. What, what do you see? But there's another incredible word, which is the word perspective. And that's how you see a thing. My, my brother and I, um, we grew up with the same parents. In fact, I got three brothers. But my older brother and I, we grew up in the same house. Pretty much in so many ways had the exact same childhood uh, had the same experiences went to the same places but how many of y'all know my brother and I we saw the same things but we saw the same things very differently it's fascinating because you can meet people in the city and some people come to VU and they're like that place is crazy I hate that place yo the people are nuts bro all happy all the time all hyped up bro it's like a Christian club it's weird bro but then the person right next to him is like oh my god it's a miracle God created that place just for me. We're seeing the same thing, but we're seeing it differently. Because we don't see things for the way that they are. We see things the way that we are. My personality, my family of origin, my trauma, my mistakes, my personality, my proclivities, my tendencies, my dreams, my expectations. I am beginning to view the world through that lens. And with it, I begin to perceive and I begin to take on a perspective that is not always the word of God. That's why we at this community have to come back and say we cannot make excuses for our past, for our trauma, for our issues. We must submit our life over to Jesus. I must die with Christ that Christ might resurrect in me. I was born into sin. I was born broken. I was born jacked up. I was born wanting things that break God's heart. But now as I've surrendered my life over to Jesus, I do not operate as my feeling being my truth. My experience is not My truth. No, friends, my experience doesn't shape my theology. It's quite the contrary. I have a theology that begins to shape my experience, and I'm following Jesus. He lives in me, and now my filter is the Word of God. I want to look through God's Word when it comes to what it is that God's doing. There's a fresh start in the air, and I believe Isaiah makes some basic observations that can help us. For whatever area of your life today that you are going, I need a fresh start. First thing I want to draw your attention to is Isaiah says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. The art of forgetting oftentimes leads to new beginnings. And I want you to write this down. You can look back, but you must live forward. You can look back, but you must live for it. He says, do not dwell on the past. Sometimes when we use the word past, the connotation for the word past, all of a sudden evokes different emotions for all of us. Some of you, when I say past, you immediately go to this place of shame, this place of fear, this place where you feel so disqualified, where you sinned or made mistakes, things that you're not proud of. And so when you hear past, you're like, ah, it's a weight on my shoulders, But equally as damaging is people who look back at the past and they glorify the past. Some people, it's like, man, even Christians, they glorify how God moved in the past. I mean, some people that show up to church week in and week out, but they haven't had a fresh encounter with God in a decade. All they testify about, every testimony they got was when they were 18, when they were 13 at youth camp. I'm telling you what, his mercies are new every morning. He takes you from grace to grace, glory to glory. You need a new testimony. You need God to do something fresh in your life. And when the prophet Isaiah is speaking to the people of Israel, he understands that they stand in the same position that many of us stand. When he uses the word past, For Israel, they had a bad past, but they also had a good past. A bad past is that they were living in exile. They had been conquered by the Babylonians and the Assyrians, and they had been displaced from their home, and their names had been changed, and they had lost their identity and lost their culture, and they felt the shame of that and the weight of that. And he's saying, yo, you can't dwell there. You can't keep thinking there. You can't live from that place. It's one thing to look back and recognize all the mistakes that you've made and the shame that you've had and how you turned your back on God, but at some point you got to live and you got to move forward into the future. Don't glorify the bad past. Don't over uh, talk about it or over exaggerate it. But on the flip side, he's not just saying you got a bad past. He's going, yo, Israel, you have a good past. How many of y'all know the Israelites had a good past? They saw God part the Red Sea. God fed them with manna from heaven in the wilderness. Some of like, what is manna from heaven? It is holy pop tarts, bro. <laughs> Every morning they woke up and there was food on the ground. Can you believe that? I, like, yo, if God woke me up with holy Pop-Tarts, sometimes I'd have a hard time, like, believing he could do something more than that. I could be, like, 80 years old and be like, remember, he gave us Pop-Tarts in the wilderness. But Isaiah is saying, do not dwell even on that. Don't dwell on the good and don't dwell on the bad. I'm doing a new thing. You can look back, but, yo, you have to live forward. Anybody out there believe that where God is taking us is better than where we are coming from. He's saying, saying, "Don't, don't dwell, forget the former things. I'm so thankful for all that God has done in our church. We could be here till morning, me just recounting the miracles of this place. I'm serious. And we ought to do it from time to time. We ought to put stones in the ground as memorial stones and remember God's faithfulness but I am more committed to the future than I am the past. What happens to a lot of people is a lot of people are more in love with their preference than they are God's purpose. It is a big deal. It is a really big deal. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I want to inspire you, of course, it's Sunday, but I also want to pastor our church a little bit. Because this church is not about meeting all of your preferences. This church is all about fulfilling God's purpose. I read the Old Testament, and what's amazing is like Banana Republic. Um, I love the BR up here. These guys make me feel good. Um, what are some other good stores that you guys kind of? J Crew, Jesus Crew. Yeah. Guys, give it up for the Jesus Crew up here. J Crew. Yeah. Except for you, Chip, you're like, you're just matching your pastor. Thank you. I love you so much. You're a man of God. You think great, by the way. Um, What's fascinating is when I, when I study the Old Testament, and you should do this sometime, look at all the fascinating ways that God moved in the Israelites. Like for instance, um, you ever heard of this guy named Moses? You ever heard of Mo? Um, Mo gets called by God with a burning bush experience. It's a bush that's on fire, but it's not consumed by the fire. And the word of God says that the bush begins to speak to Moses. Now, some of you, that's not that shocking because you've burned some bush and you've heard some voices. (laughs) How does he know what I did last night? (laughs) It's not that experience though, okay? So this bush is on fire and this bush is actually the voice of God speaking to Moses. It's a beautiful, fascinating moment. Um, there's another story that when Moses led the people out of Egypt, they were led by day by, by, a, by a, a, a pillar, a cloud a, by day and, and a fire by night. Like everywhere that, that cloud was and everywhere that fire was, that was God. There's another like really interesting story. You should read it sometime. It's the story of Balaam. He was a prophet of God, but he wasn't hearing God very good and he was disobeying God. And so God took Balaam's donkey and he spoke through a donkey to Balaam. I'm just giving you some like interesting moments of how God moved in different generations through God's people known as Israel. And what I'm suggesting to you today is that could you imagine if people that are a part of the Israelites started saying, you know what? Um, God only speaks through burning bushes. Nope, I'm waiting on a burning bush. Then I'll start. No, 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 no. That can't be God. I've seen him only as a cloud and only as a pillar of fire. Or imagine, it's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for a donkey to talk to me. See, what happens is, is that if you fall more in love with your preference instead of God's plan, you will always miss God's presence. This is important. I can actually show it to you. There's a time where God says to Moses, he says, Moses, um, I wanna bring forth water for the people that are wandering. He says, strike the rock with your staff. Moses obeys, he strikes the rock, water comes forth. Another time later, they need water again. And so Moses gets ready to go to that rock, but God says, no, 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 Moses. I don't want you to strike the rock. Instead, I want you to speak to the rock. But I don't know what's going on in Mo's life that day, but he's like, nah, bro. I struck the rock in the past. I'm gonna strike the rock again. I don't wanna follow the method and the assignment that you're giving me today. I'm more in love with the method of yesterday. So Moses strikes the rock, water does come forth because God is merciful, but with it, because of this act of disobedience, God says, Moses, you will never walk into the promised land. Meaning Moses, because you chose your preference, you're gonna miss out on my presence. You're gonna miss out on my purpose. I want to remind some people at Voo Church, I love all the methods over the last eight years. The last seven years, we've done some cool things, some creative things, but I am not in love with a method today. I'm in love with the Savior. His name is Jesus. He's the only message we need. I'm not dwelling on the glory days that are behind me. I'm moving forward into the future God has for us. I was at a bricklayer's lunch on Thursday. That's the giving community of our church. And on Thursdays, I try to sit down with 20 or so people and just hear their stories. And people started going around the room and started telling their stories of how they got to VU and what VU means. Some people at that table have been here for eight years. Other people at that table have been here for three months. We got done with the entire meal. And I said, I'm so grateful for those of you who've been consistent for eight years but I also want to welcome all of you who've only been here for three months because make no mistake about it, this church is just as much your church as it is the people who've been here for eight years. I don't care if it's your first Sunday or if it's your 400th Sunday, God is doing something in our midst and we're all invited to be on the journey. Come on, somebody, give God some praise in this place. We're invited, we're invited. The past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. Let us look back. Let us be inspired for the future. But Isaiah is said, if you want a fresh start, do not dwell on the past. Some of y'all in this room, you need to forget some stuff from the past. You want a new beginning? You have to operate in the art of forgetting. I'm grateful that he fed me with Pop-Tarts, but even God said, you can only take Pop-Tarts for the day because I don't want you storing up Pop-Tarts in that tent because I want you to be more dependent on me than you are on the manna. I'm the God who will meet your need every single day. I'm a God who's got fresh bread. Come on, somebody. Anybody believe he's got fresh bread for you in this hour? He's got fresh bread. He's got fresh bread. He's got fresh bread. Got fresh bread, public bread. <laughs> Smell that bakery, it's fresh today. This ain't from yesterday, this is from today. He says, you can look back, but you must live forward. Second observation, Isaiah says, see, everyone say see. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Second observation. You can have 99 problems, but your perspective can't be one. We gotta get this in our heart. If we want a fresh start at VU, we can have 99 problems, but we cannot tolerate a perspective problem. Your perspective is one of the strongest tools that God gives you as a mental framework for how you're going to see your situation. For how you're going to see your circumstance. When you have a healthy perspective, a healthy perspective produces patience. Patience is one of those kind of words I see a lot of people don't really understand. They think a lot of people think patience is the ability to wait. Not true. Patience is not the ability to wait, patience is how you wait. How you wait makes all the difference in the world. See, I'm doing a new Thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? Do you not have my perspective on your situation? Like friends, we live in Miami. So like all of us, like if you live in Miami, you're going to have to sit in traffic. Don't amen that, but it's true. Like you got to sit. I don't care who you are, unless you got a helicopter. Some of y'all do, but the rest of us, we, we got to sit in traffic. But how many know there's two types of people that sit in traffic? There's some people who sit in traffic cuss. They find an ambulance and they think they can kind of get there quicker. <laughs> You've never done that, you sanctified, righteous woman of God. Um, they scream out loud. You've never done that before. Ah, that's, that's one way of waiting. But how many of y'all know? You're in traffic. You're going to wait one way or another. How are you going to wait? Because there's another group of people that you're in traffic. and Somehow you still have that inner peace. You have a calm confidence. Who are you, man of God? You maintain the joy of the Lord. Because one way or another, I have to wait. The question is, how will I wait? Patience is produced by a healthy perspective. Not just what I see, but how I see it. I'm going to sit in this traffic. I could cuss at people or I could pray for people. I gotta wait one way or another. How can I redeem the time while I wait? What will you do while you wait? Worship while you wait? Work while you wait? Praise while you wait? Serve while you wait? I don't know what you're waiting for today, but it matters how you wait because how you wait determines your attitude and your attitude is the thing that's gonna determine your altitude and where God takes you. We got way more problems in the future. Yo! I got 99 problems, but my perspective is not going to be one. I am proud to announce that I am a University of Miami Hurricane fan. If you don't know, now you know. This is a this church, it's a couple things. Do you love Jesus and are you a cane? We will kick you out. I, I'm serious. We celebrate Florida State Seminoles. Oh. I love you, I love you. Vision in the church. I, I, I love you, M. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I know I'm a bandwagon. I know I'm late to the game. I know it's like, really, bro? You that guy? Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm also a Colorado fan. Dion Sanders, aka Coach Prime. Woo. It's one of my pastors. I, I love. I love watching this guy. I can't take my eyes off of the way that he leads. And if you watch college football, I know I'm losing like 75% of the room with this illustration, but it has to be said. Because this team has taken the country by storm and what they've done is incredible. But yesterday we into their fourth game of the season and there's more hype and there's more eyeballs on them than ever, but they went and played Oregon and I'm telling you what, they got destroyed. We're talking 42 to six. Bro, you couldn't get seven? <laughs> You couldn't even get to God's number. You just had to end at the number of man, bro. 42 to six. But my man, Coach Prime, post-game interview, he said, yo, yo, he made no excuses. He said, we got our butts kicked. But take a long, hard look at us right now and come take us right now. Take your shot right now because this is the worst we ever gonna be. And I thought, whoa. Coach Prime preaching at Voo Church on Sunday morning at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Because if you want to know what a good perspective looks like, that's what a good perspective looks like. Yeah, I'm down, but I'm getting back up. Yeah, I've been defeated, but I declare victory is on the horizon. Take your best shot because this is the lowest I'm ever going to be. I got the right perspective. Hey! That's some perspective right there. I said, I could follow that. That's a leader I'd play for. That's a leader that I would serve under. That's a leader that I could join forces with. I'm telling you what, Isaiah says, do you not perceive it? Do you not see the thing that God's doing? And some of us in this room, like, you're gonna have to mature, you're gonna have to grow because we gather thousands of people and if you're not careful, man, God could be doing amazing things right in front of you. But I have met people that God could slap them in the face and they would still be going, where's God? Where's God? Look around. God's providence, God's provision is all around you. God doesn't have a provision problem. We have a perspective problem. Come on, somebody. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be breathing right now. Some of you know it to be true. Some of you know, I should have been in jail. But the provision of God, he showed up and he did something. That car accident, that should have killed you. You're looking for God. You're still standing. You still have a marriage, man. Your kids are talking to you. How on earth is your business still alive after all that you've been through? I'll tell you how. It's the faithfulness. It's the goodness. It's the mercy. It is the provision of God. He's never failed. Our team knows that I know it's not because of good leadership that food church has grown it's not because of cool aesthetics and great banana Republic outfits it is the provision and the plan of God and our job is just to get his perspective he's doing things in life do you see it? I was, I was speaking um, just a couple weeks ago at this corporate event really cool. I should say I was preaching at this corporate event. they don't know but I'm always preaching. And uh, they were, they were kind of nervous. And there was a really, really kind of like amazing host that was around me. And she was just top tier, man. She was like, you need any coffee? You need a green juice? like Here's another protein bar. I'm like, I can't take any more protein. Uh, and she was just so kind. And so I thought look, we had like a good like kind of you know, banter going back and forth. And I thought she was starting to learn my humor and you know, I don't take myself too serious. And She was like, she was like, okay, all right, we're, we're up in 35 minutes. Do you, do, you, do you need anything else? I was like, yo, um, you, do you have my laser pointer? Hey. And she was like, she's like, oh my God. No one told no, a laser pointer? No one told me you knew I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, just, I operate from 1988. I need a laser pointer for all my presentations. I was totally joking. I actually thought that she knew it was a joke. I thought she was joking. left the room. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm hanging out. About 30 minutes later, they're like, and yeah, now, you know, Pastor Rich Wilkerson, I, I walk up. As I'm walking out, I'm telling you, this girl came out of the shadows, like a stealth Delta Ninja. It was amazing, out of nowhere. And she hands me a laser pointer into my hand. But now I kind of feel like a jerk, you know, I'm like, so you better believe them. I'm like, in today's talk, I want to right over I believe I used that thing, bro. I'm about to bring laser pointers back, y'all. I need that thing. It was powerful. But I, so stupid. When I got done with the talk. I went and found this girl. I'm like, how on earth did you find a laser pointer in 30 minutes? And her answer is the thing that's been sticking with me for the last two weeks. She said, "Um, I started looking for one. I started looking for one. I I, want to speak so prophetically to your life. You tend to find what you're looking for. Let let, 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 let me try to flip it. Let me flip because it might, might help you this way. You will never find what you're not looking for, you miss it. Many of us aren't even aware that you're standing on holy ground, that you're in the middle of a revival that you're in the midst of a move of God. It's not like the last seven, eight years. It's a, it's a new thing. It's a fresh thing. What does he say? He's like, yo, um, I'm going to make a way in the desert and I'm going to bring streams in the wasteland. Some of you are like, I got big problems today, Rich. You came into it with big, big problems. But God would say, no, no, no. You think you know what your problem is, but that's not the problem. The problem is your perspective. The problem is how you're viewing your problems no, 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 I'm in a desert, I'm in a wasteland, figuratively and quite literally, a desert in a wasteland is a place of death, nothing good happens in a desert, nothing good happens in a wasteland, it's in the text to help evoke some sort of emotion inside of you, but here comes God, they're going, I'm in a desert, I'm in a wasteland, he's like, I don't, you think that's the problem, that's not the problem, your perspective's the problem, because understand, God needs a platform to perform. In the same way i need a stage to teach you today god needs a platform to perform and what some of you don't realize is your problems are god's platform that he stands on top of your problems and he makes miracles he declares i'm doing a new thing you got 99 problems but you can't have a perspective problem because i want you to know i am the god who makes a way in the wilderness I'm a God who brings streams in the desert? You say that don't make any sense. How is that possible? How? And maybe you're new to church and you go, how? That's, that's so odd. Streams in the wasteland and away in the wilderness. How? That's, that's odd. And I would say, is it odd? Or is it God? Because I'm done saying things are odd. I've lived enough years, I've served him for enough time to recognize that which I declare is odd is always, always God. My God makes a way when there is no way. My God is not the God of the possible. My God is the God of the impossible. My God says, I am working. So if my job is to wait, I'm gonna keep on waiting, believing that he's still working, God, I'm a with the right attitude. I'm not going to forget in the winter what you do in the spring. You're the God who brings life out of the desert. You're a God who makes a way in the wilderness. Anybody out there today in need of God doing He's going to do odd stuff this year. But you're going to be mature. And when odd stuff starts happening, like us buying buildings in the design district, we're not going to be so naive and say, that's odd. We're going to say, that's God. When all of a sudden marriages that were about to fall apart, we're going to watch them be restored. We're not going to say, oh, wow, that's odd. Bill was always such a creep and such a weird guy. Instead, we're going to say, look at the faithfulness of God. He's a God who's still working a fresh start we're gonna see people delivered from drugs and alcohol we're gonna see depression and anxiety go not because we're so great but because we take on his perspective his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than my thoughts oh God give me your perspective I got 99 problems but I'm here today saying my perspective's not one we're just getting started. If you're here today, we invite you. We invite you to the starting line of what God wants to do in us and through us for this city. You can look back, but you gotta live forward. you can have 99 problems, but just don't let your perspective be one. And lastly, as we close, you can wonder about the future but you cannot have fear of the future. You want a fresh start today? You can wonder about what God's plan is. You can wonder about how he's gonna do it. You can wonder about your dream being fulfilled. You can wonder about your family getting saved. You you, you can wonder about your kids growing up in a faith community, but you cannot have fear about the future. And I find it so amazing that the prophet as he gets into the 18th or 19th verses, he's into his prophecy. He's giving this good word about the past. He's giving this good word about perspective. But I like where the chapter begins because where the chapter begins is where I'm gonna end. But his starting point of his prophecy, I think, sets the entire tone of the prophecy. This is what he says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse one. Fear not. Can you say that out loud? Fear not. Fear not don't know what you're carrying today. I don't know what you're facing today. But you're a believer in Jesus. He has not given you a spirit of fear. Fear not. He says, I've redeemed you. I've summoned you by name and, and you, you, Vu Church, are mine. So when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you, Boo Church, walk through the fire, you will not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze. I'm grateful for those that have given their time, their talent, their treasure the last eight years. But today I am recruiting and I'm commissioning some of you that this is your first year in this community. Step into the future with us. Watch God do something in our lives that by ourselves we could never, ever see it done. But as we move into tomorrow, may we do so with faith. We have not gotten to this place by operating and making decisions and living in fear. No, when it started in my apartment, it took faith. And when we went from my apartment to the Miami Rescue Mission, baby, it took faith. And we went from the rescue mission to JDD, it it took some faith. And we went from one service to two services, it was all faith. And then two to three, three to four, four to five, five to six. You haven't lived until you've gone to church at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m. Who knew Jesus was even awake at 4 p.m.? 6 p.m., and then the Holy Ghost always showed up at the 8 p.m. service. It took faith, it took faith to rent this auditorium in Little Haiti, and to say, let's run two locations, and let's trust servant leaders that they're going to show up every Sunday morning at 545, and they're going to care about it like it's their job. It took faith, and all of a sudden, it took faith when all of a sudden, someone called us and said, I got a building in the design district. You're going to have to raise $2.5 million in about four weeks. We said, it's going to take some faith, but by faith, baby, we raised the money. We bought the building. And then four weeks later it took faith when someone called and said we got a property in south miami it's going to cost you about nine million dollars we had just spent two and a half million dollars but we thought to ourselves man let's get a heavenly perspective because god doesn't have a provision problem i got a perspective problem and i want to declare it's going to take faith as we step into this next year it's going to take faith for your business to flourish it's going to take faith for your family to be safe. it's going to take faith to see your marriage go through years and years and years, but I want to let you know, it's a fresh start here at Blue Church. So somebody give God some praise. We're moving forward in faith. In faith. In faith. Faith keeps it fresh. Faith keeps it from growing stale. You can stand your feet all over this room. It's faith, it's faith, it's faith, it's faith. I can wonder about the future, but I cannot live in fear. Of the future. It's a fresh start around here. I've been used and preaching this word for a long time, but God still has use of me. This church has been used, but God still has use of this church. So, God, we ask that we wouldn't grow stale, but we would stay fresh.
0: Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, We believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with past, I ask that you guide me in my present, and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. Go to voochurch.com online. We love you.